Hello and welcome to episode 312 of How About This? Nothing. 312, 312, nothing, I don't know. Nothing, nothing. No? It's a, nothing. just a bog standard number with no charm to it. I feel like, any, yeah, I feel I feel like, like anything it's, it's a... with the three in front of it is like it could be street. 312, yeah. so three. We've got 100 episodes of street. Live uh, three. I think I think it's because we're getting close to 314, which w- reminds me of pi, like 3.14. Oh, okay. Is, is pie so 314 i feel like our pie episode so i think we should have pie when we uh <laughs> oh that's do, true yeah everyone get a pie yeah. for the pie episode yeah i'll yeah. try to get some pie facts um yeah. nice. like all kinds of pie the actual yeah. the, the the mathematical symbol pie mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. food pie the the um the the football team, the pies. I'm going to get a savoury <laughs> pie. I'm going to get a sweet pie. It's going to be yeah. pie. It's going to be pie-tastic. Uh, so uh. all the listeners out there, get ready. Two episodes until we go pie. We have a pie explosion. <laughs> Would that be our uh, end of year episode as well? It might it might line up to be. Uh, Christmas uh, Eve. It'll be two two weeks from now. That will be, yes, The, the if, if we continue doing it on Thursdays, that is Christmas Eve. Ah. Oh. Well, That's Christmas well, Eve. Well. All right. Yeah, right. No, I meant New Year's Eve. I meant New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. Okay, when, that when I say Christmas sense. Eve, I, like, I mean New Year's Eve. Idiots. I was like, don't, don't fuck with Rick. Knows numbers. Don't go. With, don't, <laughs> don't go against Rick and the numbers. I know numbers, just not dates. I'm, I'm sure he's right. Look, if any time is a good time for pie, it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, this is all coming together. Yeah. yeah, I like numbers. I like three, one, two because it's. I like numbers that are. It's a combination of one, two, three. Like it's mm, like a, you right. know you can adjust it and it becomes a sequence. But three, it's not two, one, one, two, one, three, two, three because three. all the losers say one, two, three. Carl yeah. says three, three, two, one. Yeah, three, one, two, one, two. Three, one, two. Three, one, two is that? Carl's hipster. One, two, three. <laughs> it is. It is. You can't. You can't pigeonhole me. I'm here. I'm there. I'm all over I'm, the place. I'm saying one, two, three, just not in the order you think I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in this pigeonhole anymore. Yeah. Stick it to the man. Mm. <laughs> hey, guys, right. so I've got a, uh, I've got a viewing recommendation uh, right off the bat. Wow. Well, okay. okay. Uh, and, and and it's not on any streaming service. Well, so it is technically. Technically, it's, okay. it's on the YouTubes, Ooh. which is kind of a streaming service. I mean, it's the OG streaming service. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's called. Uh, you may have seen this. It's called Hot Ones, uh, and basically, oh, yes. oh, is this the chicken wing thing? Yeah, yeah. it's chicken wings. I've uh, never and, watched it. Oh man, right. Go through it. He asks really, really great questions, mm-hmm. but okay. also the celebrities are eating increasingly hot hot sauces, <laughs> like what we always <laughs> hoped we'd we'd do to you, Carl, but yeah, never right. have yet to achieve. Yeah, it's and, not the sauce. The sauces are hot enough for me. It's just your questions are lacking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, you can scroll through. There's every shade of celebrity on there from internet celebrity, musicians, movie stars, like big oh, cool. stars too. Oh, the Gordon Ramsay episode is especially funny. Yeah, Ramsay's <laughs> great. Just because he's got the swears. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, cool, cool. Ra- Ramsay is fantastic. And uh, last night I watched the Nick Offerman episode, which was which was great. Oh, and uh, Dan awesome. Levy. 
Um, oh, cool. Which was very fun. I but yeah. It's one of those things that started as like a, this will be a weird joke. Uh, it'll be funny. And then they discovered that you actually get interesting interviews from the people when they're when they're going through that trauma, like that, yep. it actually breaks down a, a layer of defense. Yeah, right. That's cool. <laughs> and all the right, questions I'll check it out. Are, are all really well, uh, like at least a, a, almost everyone I've seen w- uh, in the show have gone. These are really great questions. At some point during the interview, like they they go in expecting the norm and a bit of a, a, a laugh, a joke, yeah. but yeah, right. It does like really well researched questions and stuff like that. So oh, yeah, cool. I, I highly recommend it. It's great. It's very entertaining. I've been enjoying them a lot. Uh, I watched the Joseph Gordon Lovett one. I've seen uh, a bunch of them, and there's still heaps that. So I just kind of dip in. It's great because I only go for. 25 minutes it's great for that like little i just need something on while i'm while i'm doing something or um like while you're cooking or yeah. something it's it's a good good deal so check it out the hot ones it's called um quality and, viewing yeah it ticks and a lot so of boxes the, that portland sauce because they change the sauce lineup every season i think it's season eight or nine now they've been doing them over zoom this season of course naturally um, right uh, but uh, so yeah, the shit ones because doing stuff over Zoom, shit, as we all know, anything that started in person and moved to Zoom is fucked. <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning. It's like how how Corona trained us for you to be in Sydney, oh, so no, now it's, it's not even a thing. No, like, it's not weird. Yeah, no, nah, not at all. This was gonna be this was gonna be traumatic, uh, but it's just running. How do we do it? Yeah, <laughs> we just they were talking about how in um. In America, there'll be no, um, and probably around the world, there'll be no snow days anymore. Like kids used to, like when it was too snowy, they couldn't go to school. But now they're just like, well, see you on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) And kids are like, oh, no. All parents getting nostalgic for snow days. Yeah. It's like school without my friends. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's sad. Mm. I heard there were some cases in snow days. Some cases in yeah, Sydney, some Rick Brown. Yeah, I can't up. relax. I can't relax. Mm. We're, we've we've just started performing to people. We did. We've done two dress rehearsals over the last. Oh, couple really? Of nights. And so we've had about four hundred people in for each show, and we start our proper previews uh, tonight. We've got like seven previews until we open. Hopefully, uh, wow. when we're bus drivers from the airport who came. Yeah. To- <laughs> um, but yeah, but leading up to the dress rehearsals, there'd been no cases for like, like no community cases for like two weeks or something, and there'd only been mm. one, one in the past, like whatever month and a half. And so we're like, oh, yeah. things look pretty good. And then all of a sudden, in the morning, there's like one guy, but it's like, oh, it's just the airport shuttle guy. That makes sense. That's cool. <laughs> um, and then in the afternoon, it's like two new cases. Unrelated to yeah. anything. We've got no idea how these two happened. <laughs> Shit. Shit. And we're like, oh. yeah. uh, so now I'm all, I just can't relax. You know what yeah. I mean? I can't be just like, oh, I feel like everything's going to be all right. I'm like, we could be shut down at any second. God damn it. I'm just, wow. It's just like crossing my fingers, hoping we at least get to opening night. Yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> like treat each show like it's your last show. Like it's yeah. like. Each show could be. This is it. I'm just going to give it my all every time. Have a closing. Have a closing night party after every show. <laughs> just in case. And I had to because uh, we're we're into previews now, and um, everyone started talking about getting their outfit together for opening night. I'm like, oh, whatever. And like, oh yeah. And I'm like, wait, do we? We don't have to do anything, do we? And they're like, yeah, I think we all have to come out, like, do the red carpet thing after after the after yeah, the show. It's a thing. 
I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I come from the improv world. We don't do that. Yeah, you gotta go get a suit and all like, some I nice, I have nice no, threads. I got nothing. Okay. Yeah. My my costume is the clothes I turned up in the theater, and then my costume becomes my casual clothes, and I don't even change anything. It's just it's just yeah. my clothes. No, uh, I remember Maria did some shows like that, like particularly for MTC. Um, and we went to the they like hire out these massive places and yep. there's just people everywhere and there's food and it's like no wonder MTC doesn't make money there's so much money spent on these things and all the actors like fully get dressed up like formally like yeah, it yeah. was like and I'm like I'm like just dressed like normal yeah it's the same when <laughs> I was doing Europe mirrors all fancied up and everything like that and yeah it's, it's like every city had a big opening night splash but I don't want it but it's like I don't want to go too big because I also know I'm as if anyone's going to want to Take photos of me. <laughs> I'll be the guy that that everyone's saying. Can you just step a little to the? Can you just move out of shot? Or could you tuck in behind? I'm like, you should so, just photo bomb everyone. Like, I just mean, just dive into everyone's photos and just be like in a singlet and like stubbies. Like, I feel like Australia is quite the place uh, appealing place to be for Channing Tatum at the moment. Like, it's no, but. but I, you think oh, it's, yeah, right. there's no no rumor of him I'm coming over for the to opening? Surprise us, but no, <gasps> I have. He'll probably just pop in via Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he flew in and then he was on the bus with that driver, ah. just as a surprise. Oh. And then he's like, oh, and now he's got it. <laughs> I, there was a thing in America. I read. Well, I shouldn't say because America's all fucked up at the moment. Um, mm. But there was like um, like an old couple doing a Santa Claus and the Elf and doing free photos with kids and all that sort of stuff. They were riddled with COVID. Just here, kids. Here's no. your presents. Here's your uh, present. Like they were trying oh, to do a nice back thing. to your family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. good intentions give you the worst outcomes. Yeah. Right? Yes, that's yes. Your, that's our motto. Oh, I have a, I, I, a very Christmassy background on in my uh, shot here. You, oh, you guys, so your oh, head you're is covering front, the Christmas tree. Your yeah, head is yeah. in front of the Christmas tree. Yeah, it just normally looks like I, a still I move from like kind of. Out of the way a little for the thing. Yeah. Right. The, the um, only really Christmassy part of that photo is being yeah. almost completely obscured by you. There you go. Now I can I see what you're getting at. Like a thing from like house and garden or something, like just a nice <laughs> right. fancy house. Yeah. Yeah, no, but now it looks like it. Yeah, you've got a little Christmas tree sitting on your head now. Yeah, a little yeah. Christmas tree. A little uh, unicorn. And the reason I, I have that uh, set up is I'm doing a Christmas show. Well, well, uh, well. Over the internet. I'm doing it with Paper Street Theatre in Canada, in Victoria, Canada. And uh, so for the next four days, uh, today through Sunday, uh, which is Wednesday through Saturday for them, I'm doing, oh uh, yeah, uh, the show is at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern summertime, whatever Melbourne's at. Um, and it is, uh, you can view it on, uh, you can go to Facebook, my Facebook page. I'll put a link in the podcast show notes as well. Um, and uh, you can buy a ticket for cheap. If uh, if you can't afford a ticket, hit me up listeners and I'll, I'll throw you a comp. Um, and uh, basically, it's actually a really interesting improv format. Uh, so there's uh, six uh, improvisers um, or eight improvisers. Uh, you get oh. cast, you get a character and a, a kind of uh, something that you've, you know, that's happened in your life um, from the audience. And then the t- you get cast with another character. And then for 50 minutes, you have to just have a Zoom call in character with that one other improviser. So you're improvising with one other improviser for 50 minutes and the audience get to jump between breakout rooms and just kind of 
to choose which conversation they're going to watch. So they just get to dip between conversations. Um, so there's uh, uh, different pairs of improvisers having all these different conversations and you as the audience member just go get to dip between um, oh, that's cool. break, that's breakout cool. rooms. You can watch the one conversation for the whole hour or you can dip between them all. Do um, you guys know how many people are watching you at any one time? Can we can say. You should have a see, little counter. You can see their like- participants in the room go up and down. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, cause we've done a, we did a rehearsal yesterday and I tell you what, it's just been so much fun. Like it's <laughs> really fun to improvise like a, a, a zoom call and not deliberately awkward, but they, it depends on what the characters are and stuff like that. Sometimes they're family, sometimes they're, um, you know, work colleagues or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it's been really, really fun to do. So if, uh, if any listeners hear this, uh, uh before, uh, Sunday, what is the date? Uh, so, so the 17th uh, through 17th, the 20th. 21st, 20th, um, 3 p.m. Melbourne time, which is 7 p.m. the night before Pacific time, which is uh, like a proper show time for them. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really fun. So hit me up if you want to have a look at it. It's uh, it's great. It's called uh, Christmas Eve's Dropping. Ah, oh, that's yeah. cute. Nice. Oh, that's really clever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's well Rick Brown-esque. Yeah, I'm on board. So, uh, um, yeah, check it out. And how are the relationships decided? Is it like the audience? Uh, the audience, yeah. Off? So the oh, audience cool. uh, the audience give you a character name, something that, about your character. Like the in rehearsal yesterday, I was a, a fa- uh, like a washed-up child star. Uh, yeah. and, nice. um, uh, and then uh, and then they pick the pairing that they want uh, as well. Yeah. And, and so then we get thrown in a breakout room, and we as soon as we go in the breakout room, we don't talk. The improvisers don't talk. We just go. As soon as the picture pops up, we're in character and away we go for 50 minutes and uh, and the audience just get to choose what they watch. Wow, that's cool. I'm yeah, about to great. confess something to you, but no one's in the room right now, so I'm going <laughs> to yeah, stop. I'm going to wait a little bit. <laughs> but my confession's coming. Just let me see one person watching and I'm going to tell you all about my hidden secrets. Yeah, and so. Stall for 48 minutes with just like, but, you know, it's going to be the greatest payoff if you hang around. And, then and just- my secret is. <laughs> Yeah, but we've ready. We sold steady, a nice. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's better over there, but we've uh, we've sold a nice bunch of tickets thus far. So there'll be, you know, thirty, forty people um, oh, per, per show at the miracle. moment. Um, so yeah, so afterwards, if, you want the stats to see how much training yeah, yeah. you had through your room, <laughs> who was the most popular room, you know what I mean? A, a B tests. How long your, people your, stayed your, in how there? How you do it? Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. tried this tact for ten minutes and numbers dropped. But when I went this way, the numbers went up. So when now I, I'm just going to do every single impro this way. When I did my Silence of the Lambs naked dance with my <laughs> peeny tuck, that, that number spiked. The room cleared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to analyze the stats. That'd be yeah. awesome fun. Or horrifying. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Destroy you as a performer. <laughs> yeah. Make you better. Could go either yeah. way. Well, that's the other thing. As a performer, you have no idea what's happening in the other rooms. Like you, you yeah, it's yeah. it's a really different experience as a performer to mm. the audience because um you know you can you can throw yourself uh, between rooms so yeah check it out if you get a chance if it sounds interesting to you uh again hit me up listeners on the uh telegram or or uh, and i can uh, throw you a comp if you need you need to figure out how you can take control of everyone else's screen <laughs> So you can do, so like in the movies where all of a sudden the TVs all light up and the Joker's on them 
And it's like, and then you just just make it you. Just, just pop in. <laughs> I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> uh, I've got some random facts Woo! for Hipster123. Yeah. Woo! Uh, it is, uh, look, here's one. Water is used in rice fields to prevent weeds. Rice doesn't actually need that much water, but since it can thrive in such conditions, whereas weeds cannot, it's natural protection against them. Oh. That's the only reason rice paddies are flooded with water. That wow. is astounding. I just thought it needed shitloads of water. Yeah, everyone's like, gee, rice is thirsty. Yeah. Rice is wow. thirsty as fuck. But nah, it's just to protect it from the weeds. It's it's nature's mulch. Yeah. Because oh, rice is like, I can the- hack it. Yeah. Yeah, it's better yeah. than Roundup and, you know, all yeah. that kind of shit that they spray on stuff. Yeah. That's but it must, crazy. obviously, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be rice to get away with it. You can't yeah. be yeah. like, well, I'm going to flood all my plants. Yeah. Because <laughs> other plants will be like, no, help no. me. I can't do it. I can't take any more hydration. <laughs> Saturation. But I um, feel like we learned something then, don't you? I did. I really learned something. Yep. Yeah. And it's rare that I learn anything these days. <laughs> That's been a misconception of mine. It's how yeah. thirsty rice was. It's yeah. not. It's just a real good swimmer. Because rice is incredibly absorbent as well. Yeah. So I just I just assumed, I mean, it makes no sense, but it just it fits into that world sort Isn't of thing. Isn't there like, Australian oh, yeah, swimmer? Really- Someone rice? Susie Rice? No. Um, no, no, no. I think no. that's you being racist. Ste- who's Stephanie Rice? Who's that? Stephanie Steph Rice. rice. Yeah, Steph Rice. Uh, yeah, is, there is was. she was the one. She was tall. I mean, they're all tall, dark I mean, hair. All, yeah, I mean, they're all dark hair. It all. She got. She. I think she did weird tweets. Oh like weird, yeah, she was. She got. She got a little bit cancelled because of. Some, yeah, she got, but I don't know if they were. I can't remember. And uh, then I think she had this. You yeah, know, she was a bit of a glamazon as well. She I went think. all over the. Yeah, she she had a very up and down, all over the place sort of. She got churned up by the machine. Well, she she's did. Got, she's got a lot of entertainment. Does she? Yeah. I feel like she was in a power couple. Stephanie Rice she was. Oh, with yeah. one of the with maybe another swimmer or yeah, something. Yeah, she like was yeah. with uh, was it? It wasn't the it wasn't the torpedo, was it? Couldn't have no. been. Uh, she's I don't not think his he, type. Yes, right? definitely not his type. No, but uh, you know, before torpedo, before oh, torpedo yeah. came out. Yeah, nah, it was someone else. Uh, I want to say Magnuson got, just because it's a good name, yeah. but I think that's I don't think that's it either. All right, I've got I've got a Wikipedia. Card. I'm going to zoom through her Wikipedia here. You just uh, okay? When George Foreman was asked why he named all five of his sons George, he replied, <laughs> he replied, I, I was Joe trying. Frazier, Muhammad Ali, Evander Holyfield. You let them hit you on the head and see how many names you can think of. <laughs> 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 Uh, George, oh, George Foreman. I feel like he came out of all of that, out of all that period in time of boxing, the best because of the you grill. Know? I guess yeah. the grill. Yeah, it was just the grill. That's the. Only- that, that, that that turned into other stuff as well. Like I guess you got to see his personality through those ads and those tally commercials yeah. or whatever they're called and stuff, infomercials. And he might not have been the quickest on his feet, but he was the only one capable of pivoting. Oh, hello. Mm. Mm. Well played. Well played. The most successful pivot of all mm. the boxers of his generation. No one else can mm. do it. George Foreman got that grill happening. <laughs> He's funny though as well, clearly, as that fact states. It's a quality but fact. Why do you call all your kids George? That is absolutely ridiculous. I guess it's not that. I think it's quite common. I mean, it used to be very common to at least um but then you just give them all nicknames or you call them by their middle name. Um, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, it's so the name sense. lives on. You know, the name yeah. lives on. You're just maximizing the name. I think um, you're right with Eamon. I think it was Eamon Sullivan. Eamon oh, Sullivan there you go. and Steph Rice, the glamour swimming couple. And Quade Cooper. Oh, I don't well. know that guy. He's a rugby player, I think. Oh, okay. Right. I could be wrong. No. But I'm, I'm really wrong. Rarely. Except that time I said Christmas Eve instead of New Year's Eve. Yeah, that she got in tr- trouble for homophobic tweets, so the, the thing was way off. <laughs> I knew something. No, I said... The stuff about the tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your torpedo thing was yeah, way yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. Not not you, Kyle. You're never way off. Except no. in, except with rice growing. You yeah. it's, it's so yeah. way off. You weren't wrong. You were just uninformed. <laughs> yeah. And we've corrected I'm, that. I'm uninformed about a lot of things. Yeah. I mean re rice. Even, even stuff I've heard <laughs> and should have learned. I'm still uninformed. When the king of Thailand sued his first wife for divorce, she was unable to defend herself in court because of a law forbidding criticism of the king. Oh, he played that one well. He's like, I see you in court. Good luck saying anything bad about me. (laughs) He's just on a win-win. He's on a win. But also, I mean, he's the king, so he's already winning. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard to beat the king. Yeah. It's, it's good hard. to be the king. It's good to be the king. Yeah. <laughs> Piss boy. Yeah. I when I know. was in Bangkok, um, there there was like there was a coup going on, like a royal a coup against the royal family, and it, like the whole city was talking about it. I'm like, should we be worried? They're like, no, just don't go here. They're just like, like are you the king? The palace. Then don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's the only and time it's not good to be the king. Yeah. It, it, it was it was really strange. Like it, it was all over the news and everything. And I'm like, is there is there going to be violence? Is it, they won't. Yeah, but don't go here. Everything, yeah. Everywhere else is fine. Stay away from the king's house. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I sort of landed on the focused, plane. They're focusing all their energy on where he is. Right, where now. the king is. Don't be. And if you want to say stuff about the king, don't marry the king. Don't marry. Him. <laughs> don't marry the king. Just to form a coup. Maybe it was his wife that made the coup happen. Yeah. Hey. Well. She would have. There would have been a bit of cooing before that. <laughs> She's like, "If you're going to sue me, you sue me. I coo you. <laughs> oh, I will go and kill you. Coo, coo you. for a sue. Coo. Isn't that a movie? Cooey sue. <laughs> about a young little curly haired kid that can do, <laughs> can topple the topple the monarchy. <laughs> that can sue. <laughs> uh, the Lord of the Rings director. We all know him, Peter Jackson. Uh-huh. Petey Jacksos. Um, he orchestrated 20,000 cricket fans during a game, uh, during an innings break to produce the sound of the Urukai army in the two towers. Ah. <laughs> the sound of all those orcs coming out of them. That was just 20,000 Kiwi cricket fans just wow. in, in between innings, just giving their best. They must that's be great. Every time they watch that film, they're like, that's me. You can hear yeah. me. I've- I think I've seen it like a little thing of that. And if you listen really closely, you can hear the brass section that the Richie Benno brass section <laughs> plays in, just in the background, <laughs> just as the Urakai are charging. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I, I, I like learned that. last night from the Nick Offerman interview that uh, he aggressively tried to get cast in 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 the film, um, in the Lord of the Rings films, it like him. He was trying. Really? Yeah, he was writing letters to Peter Jackson. Firstly, he wanted to play Samwise because he thinks Samwise is the best character uh, in, in yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Uh, and then when uh, when he was uh, he actually got in front of the camera for Gimli, um, 
Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he screen test for Gimli, but didn't didn't get it. He wouldn't oh, have been so. anyone then either. He wouldn't have been a. No, I don't think so. Mate, back then. He might have been Parks. No, I don't know. No, no, Parks the office. Yeah, pa- Parks and Rex was after the office, and that right. was yeah. Because in making it, he talks. They were talking about his a time where he just burst into tears, and, and Amy Poehler said as well. And his was when he found out he was going to be in Parks and Rec. Right, right. Because that was his. That was his big opening like yeah. no one knew who he was really before then apart from small circles and stuff he started yeah. out like making sets and things yeah yeah but also i think did comedy stuff sorry i just for, i kind of for the longest time drink of water <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time he was also saying uh, you know he was just mr Mullally as well you know, yeah because yeah. his wife was on a huge sitcom forever before That's he made true. it big uh, the biggest. That was one of the biggest. That was one of those, you know, Seinfeld friends, that yeah. sort of stature. Charles late, S. Burroughs. Late 90s, wasn't it? Will and Grace? Was it the 90s it or, or early noughties? Early noughties, I reckon. Yeah, late 90s, early noughties. It was good fun, that show. It was yeah. great. Got fond memories of Will and Grace. Yeah. They're still churning out seasons. Yeah, I know. Still quite There's cool. another season of Mad About Mad, Mad About You. I don't know. Really? Yeah. What? Like, it was made in like 2019 or something. I don't know if it's a special or something, but it's them now. And wow. I've seen photos of them, you know, like holding each other like they did in the titles for the old right. one or something. And they're their age now and stuff. Yeah, but I can't well, find, I can't track it down on any service or anything. Maybe you've been pranked. Yeah. Maybe. You've been mad about you pranked. I do have a, Paul Riser and I have a beef that goes back a long way. <laughs> what's, a, what's your Riser beef? Oh, I know. We both have one. Like, we were both up for that role in Aliens and he got it. All oh, right. I see. Yeah. 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 I've never forgiven Paul Reiser for the way he behaved in the way his character behaved in Aliens. Yeah. I oh, know. That wasn't his character. That was him. Mm. He just improved that whole thing. Yeah. It screwed up so much. So greedy. So oh, greedy. Yeah. Why does he have to be such a company man? Disappointing. Mm. <laughs> 90, <laughs> 98 was Will and Grace. Um, really? Yeah. Premier. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, late nineties, early nineties. We got it. It was one of those ones that they really had to again pivot. There's a, that's the word of the podcast where they um, they had friends. They didn't have the other people like the two main side characters. They had these yeah, other friends yeah. and Malali or whatever. I can't remember the characters' names. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it was kind of weird. It wasn't as funny. It wasn't as it kind of took its time to really take off. But all those really big ones did, I think, except for Friends. That was from the get-go. Friends was ready to go. Oh, yeah. A hit from the pilot. Like Seinfeld struggled a bit in the early episode, in the early season and stuff. Because I think if it's new and different, you know, I don't know how Cheers did. That was like, you know, know, one of those huge ones. I don't know. I mean, uh, that always felt huge to me because Mm. old men used to watch it religiously. And I still watch it whenever it's on. It's on at 10 o'clock in the morning most days. (laughs) So, I feel like, like it was a whenever it era, though, for the sitcom, yeah, it was like the prime time. It's the lot, li- yeah. That was the, like, yeah, live audience, three camera thing yeah. where they're shooting all cameras at the same time, and kind it's of like vision. a play, yeah, 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 yeah. It's and it was also it the era where if it was on in prime time, chances are people were going to watch it because because there were else, three channels, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're going to get a decent slice of the audience. So if it's got any quality, people are going to go, oh yeah, that show's all right, and yeah. it's on every yeah. week, so I might as well keep watching. <laughs> Because during the rain, like something like Seinfeld that went for so long, there must have been so many shitty sitcoms that came and went that, you know, no one's watching. 
Yeah. And you've got all this choice, but you don't really have a lot of choice because there's one really good, strong one. Yeah. Uh, random fact, a man in Shanxi, China, recently realised that the long-handled, blunt-ended object he'd been using for 25 years to crack walnuts was a live hand grenade. Oh. <laughs> what a goose. What? <laughs> I mean, do your research, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. But he obviously, he got away with it. I yeah. guess that's how he realised. Oh, he realised. He's like, oh. Yeah. I've been using it for 20 years, trying to crack this one nut. <laughs> and then he cracked it when it, ex- the only way it cracked was when it exploded into a billion pieces. <laughs> and he lost half his body. Oh, so it must Jesus. have been one of those old, really old, like. Yeah, like, like World War II. Batten well, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. a batten looking one. I feel like yeah. that's not the most effective way to crack a walnut either. Like. Yeah, you've got twenty five years to just shut out some cash for some for a walnut cracker, like a proper one. Does <laughs> like, this job. is working? Well, he's, maybe... yeah, he's just banging it. He's clearly just because it's not yeah. like a thing where you can crunch no, two sides together like a table. nutcracker. You got to put that nut and smack it hard. Yeah. And I feel like it like shell goes everywhere. I don't know. And how did he find it? Someone must have gone. Uh, what are you that's doing, a, That's a live <laughs> hand grenade. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He's like, I think wow. I would know by now if it was a hand grenade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe, but maybe we should all be using live hand grenades to crack our nuts. Maybe, maybe. I should be convincing him to buy a nutcracker. Maybe he should be convincing me to buy a live hand grenade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to make the nuts taste better. Yeah, it's that like a of danger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm alive. Mm. <laughs> walnuts, <sighs> walnuts make my ears itch. Oh, you slight really? allergy, maybe. Maybe a slight I allergy. I don't know. Like, no, it doesn't happen when I eat any other nut, but if I eat a walnut yeah. instantly, saying, like a, the- an allergy it, to walnuts. Yeah. Yeah. The insa- uh, but what a weird allergy to have. The in Like, my eardrums itch. That's what happens when I eat a walnut. And that that's is like, weird. That's a weird allergy to have. Mm. To anything, like even talking I'm about start it now, I'm like sneaking it into your food and just uh, film you. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> mind the taste of them, but like when it happens, I'm just like, I, 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 I just got my pinky in my ear. Like, Ugh. wow, yeah, walnuts, eh? Yeah, it's strange. You should, you should Google it's the only that. Nut it allergy I have. Oh, I'm gonna Google it now. Maybe if you eat a shitload of walnuts, come up with you'll have super your, hearing. <laughs> maybe I have a thing like maybe this. it accelerates hair growth in my ears. So if I eat a shitload ah. of walnuts, it'll just like. <laughs> I read a thing the other day with people using in-ear um, headphones. Buds. Oh, right. Yeah, no. Um, using the trimmers to trim their hair out so their headphones sit in and form a better seal. Right. Oh, so the hair is stopping it from getting Because the hair is forming a proper seal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you want a bit of hair there just to nestle your, 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 air, your AirPods in. No, you want the hair gone. So when you push your oh. headphone in, it seals in there. Oh. So the hair's stopping the seal from oh, forming. I see, I see. I thought, yeah, you were, I thought you were saying they were grooming the hair they had to form a little oh, hair no. pouch. No, no, to... just the hipsters are doing that. Little twirled yeah. air mustaches, ear yeah. mustaches. Yeah, no, I explained that poorly. No, nah, it's all yeah. right. I just had my own wants and needs from that from that um, <laughs> fact. You know, I wanted there to be some little hair grooming going on. Yeah. In yeah. the ear hair sculpting. Mm. But mm. basically uh, what you're saying is get rid of the hair if you want to hear better. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Can food allergies cause itchy ears? If you have a, a hay fever or pollen allergy, your ears may itch when you eat certain fruits, vegetables, or tree nuts. Well, well, well. Known oh, as oral allergy syndrome. Well, you may well. notice this most during allergy season. 
Which is now. The prickly feeling in your ears should stop as soon as you swallow the food or take it out of your mouth. Oh, In most cases, you don't need treatment. Still, speak to your doctor. (laughs) We've learned something else today. So you should test it. Like, put it in your mouth, but don't chew it and see what happens. Right. And then see if it happens, and then take it out, like what they were saying. That's fascinating. Run the walnut test. We need to know more. It only happens with And the rice fact. (laughs) Educational. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of facts, we've had some follow-up from listeners in the last couple of weeks that we haven't talked about on the the podcast. Luke Atchison sent uh, an article about the dolphin. I remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the dolphin. And I tell you what, it is a crazy read. (laughs) It's a rabbit hole. It's a dolphin-sized rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for sending that in, uh, Luke Atchison. Uh, it is, uh, I'll post, uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, but yeah, it was a crazy read. Like, it's yeah. a, I said that they should make a film out of it, but yeah. if they did, it would most likely be a porn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a real niche porn film. Yeah. Yes. That is fun. Yeah. She, she, this sexy nightmare. Give just a sexy nightmare. That is. Hand so jobs. Weird. Sexually relieved the dolphin she did. Like it was, it was insane. It was insane. Uh, when and we also experiments had, go bad. We also had some follow up from uh, from Doctor Doctor Brains. We were talking about Toxoplasmosis uh, uh, or whatever it's called. Toxoplasmosis. That's the yeah. one. Uh, and the, the, the cats, cats are the cats yeah. are just getting in your brain so that you like them more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she Evolution. gave us some more details on uh, uh, on that as well. Uh, she said people often also get uh, Toxomas. Uh, Plasmosis. There we go. <laughs> but, uh, right by being scratched uh, by their uh, infected cats after the cats have walked through their litter. Yeah, Most commonly, people are, ra- are relatively asymptomatic. For example, being obsessed, uh, except for being obsessed with cats. But sometimes uh, there are serious neurological complications. Dr. Brains is at it again. Um, and uh, it's uh, properly dangerous for unborn babies of pregnant people. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's ridiculously common to like something uh, uh, like a 50% of cat owners are predicted to have been infected throughout their lives. If you've got a cat, there's a 50-50 chance you've got parasites in your brain. That's why you like your cat. We cannot stress this enough. Kill your cats while you can before they get in your brain. So cats, we didn't domesticate cats. They domesticated us. They were just like, I'm going to shit here, walk through it, come and scratch you. I just remembered a thing. Now you're mine. I have to leave the room for a sec. You can talk about me while I'm gone. I don't mind. But we um, we got something in the mail from Carl Maison. Oh. What? Yeah, I haven't opened it yet because I thought I should open it on the podcast. And I yeah. wonder if that's a good idea or not. I'll be back in a second. Oh, an unboxing. Our first unboxing. Oh, my God. Our numbers um, are going to shoot up. <laughs> we've got to spruik it. We've got to get some sizzle going. Our Maybe first a... on-air unboxing. <laughs> it might be like just the box of kitty litter that just makes Explodes. Jason like Carl Manson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah, I just start walking through my own shit and just. Maybe we could all scratching people. Yeah, but we flush our shit away harmlessly. Mm. Maybe because that's probably why we like babies because we because <gasps> they we gotta handle their shit, shit all the time. Yeah, we're always yeah. getting their shit all over us. Wow. Um, so it's not the fact that they're cute; it's the fact that their shit gets viruses <laughs> in our brain. Okay, I'm here back. it comes. Oh, he's back! <laughs> Unboxing about to happen live on the potty. Uh, there it is. It's, it's Jason nice. Geary and the HBT crew. It's a it's a thick. 
Uh, it says from Carl Maison in the back. So he knows your address. He does, but in return, I know his. So, uh, ah, oh, what a fool, Carl Maison. <laughs> but we've kept all of our private information so carefully. We've, I know. We've taken so many steps to make sure that our, we're anonymous. And if you want to find me, I live at Cupboard Grape Purple. <laughs> it is a happy birthday card. Oh, <laughs> hang on. Happy birthday. Hello. It's none of our birthdays, or is what? it? What? Uh, there is a, a note in the middle, but the, the card itself reads, um, Carl, uh, Carl, Jason, Carl, and Rick, That's the awesome. podcast fully sick. Um, <laughs> uh, happy birthday for you, Jesus. <laughs> it says, <laughs> they, they've kind of, he's crossed out you and written Jesus. Merry Christmas. Thanks for all the fun, uh, for helping me, uh, on my long commute. Uh, here's to the end of a really shit 2020. All the best, Carl Manson. <laughs> Thank you, Carl Manson. Oh, That's awesome. Thanks, card. dude. A secret Christmas card. A secret wow. Christmas card. Oh, look, if you're... He didn't, even, a, need, he didn't little, even need kitty litter. I just a little wrapped anyway. present in here. Ooh, it says what? to the HBT team. Ooh, it's got more, sticky tape around more, the edges. More, so I'm going to have to get something to open it Another here. level of unboxing. What? Ooh. Uh, look, listeners, going. if you're not tracking down our addresses and sending us Christmas cards, are you even a Disner? Are you even so. a real Disner? Amazon so. has set okay. the bar. Here we go. Oh, look at this. We've gotten... It's, just it's a Bunnings voucher. Some <laughs> stickers. Some coronavirus stickers. Oh, that look corona like Corona beer, beer labels. Oh, Very cool. There's three of them. One, each. one One for each of us. Thank you, Carl Masson. He's culture jamming us. He's culture jamming us. <laughs> uh, imported pandemic. Uh, we're all in this together. Thanks, mate. It's uh, that's, that's awesome. That's get on the beers. I'm so happy I remembered that because I got it uh, a few days ago and I was like, I'm going to open it on the podcast with the guys. That's so, very cool. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. So uh, thanks exciting. for being a Visna for this long as well. Yeah, it's been a long innings. Yeah. yeah. yeah one of the great. originals. Thank um, you very I, much appreciated. I, speaking of Christmas, I heard the couch choir. You know those guys? They do. Mm-hmm. It's like they've, they've been doing Zoom choir sort of stuff and it's been getting bigger and bigger anyway they've done like mariah carey's all one for christmas like a choir version of it there's 2800 people doing the song what yes again yeah like just sending in from 50 different countries i think it was like just all doing their recording of it at home and then sending it all in and it all getting mixed up and stuff like that yeah yeah it's like amazing right Mm. in a recording does Mm. does 500 people sound much different to 2,800 people. It could have been 30 people, you know. <laughs> I was listening on Radio National and he's AM, so I, did, I wasn't getting the full tidal, full spectrum yeah. sound hitting me <laughs> in the guts. Um, so, yeah, no, but it, and they were doing it for charity. They've raised 30,000. They want to try and raise 50,000 before Christmas, I mean, which it's is not lovely. Peter Jackson getting 20,000 cricket fans. It's um, not. No. It's, still, it's impressive. I don't want to yeah. downplay it. But nothing's going to sound as good as 20,000 New Zealand cricket fans no. being Uruk High. That's probably the greatest sound. I mean, that should be beamed into space for the aliens. Yeah, I just think, to ward them off. I think every <laughs> in, in in New Zealand, the, the crowd should have to do something. They should have to do some performance mm. of some kind. Mm. People will come to the cricket just to be part of, a, you know, the, the choir or the... Yeah. yeah, all sporting events around the world. Like, I mean, that would be amazing. People. Coordinate just them. Just there. Use them Can good. you guys... 
sound like a dragon, please, you know? <laughs> and you get that guy, the MCG, you know, he's been doing it for years and years now and he used to be the host of a kid's show and yeah, he could yeah. just be orchestrating the yeah. different sections and things. <laughs> We're not maximising the, you know, the... The logistics. We've gathered this many people here. Sure, they're, they're here to watch a sporting event, but they're also they're all here. Let's yeah. use them. Speaking yeah. of sporting events, Test cricket starts today. It does start mm. today. It's in Adelaide, isn't it? Yes, day yeah, night. Day night. Day night test. Oh, pink cool. balls. Excited. Pink balls. <laughs> I should be able to watch the first innings. I'm going to miss the the night time, unfortunately. Yeah, of course. Oh, doing your professional theatre yeah, work. I mean, <laughs> normally I watch the show because I'm still not bored of it. Um, but maybe. Oh, really? Maybe today I'll. Today is a sneak, sneak backstage. Back Dart away. You put your phone on. Yeah. Oh, I'll learn who the real Rick Brown is today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rick normally watches. He's normally really. Uh, He's really supportive. Really some... no, can't find him. <laughs> and right in the quiet moment in the show, they'll be like, how's that? How's that? <laughs> That's plum. <laughs> and then everyone on stage will just start clicking and go, how's that? How's that? How's that? Just to cover it. Uh, yeah. They do love well, to everyone, everyone in the audience starts getting out their phones and check the cricket yeah, scores. You can check the scores. Um, Rick, you killed the show. Yeah. Uh, just kidding. There are no quiet moments. They would never. There's not, a, there's not a single part of the show where you'd be able to hear me in the back. No, that's not one bit. Uh, so we're safe. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to a band called Mastodon, which I've heard Sounds about. Sounds dirty, I've but it's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like a band that I've known of for ages, but I've never listened to. And I think they're my perfect loud, fast, hard band. Like right. they're because I've always I like death metal, but I hate that. Right, And so this is the closest to that with a kind of normalish kind of sounding singer or two singers. They've got two sort of singers singing and stuff. So it's all the crazy drums and the kind of Iron Maiden guitar sounds and things yeah, like yeah. that. Kind of Metallica at their kind of heaviest sort of thing. Like all of that together. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. Have you heard uh, uh, Dra Dragon Force? Is it Dragon Force? Is that the kind of almost like piss takey? Yeah, it's, it's not piss takey. It's awesome, but piss yeah. takey. Like no, it's kind of. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's homage. I think it's Dragon Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you played it for me like years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It rings a bell. Yeah, Dragon Force. It's, uh, I mean, they're their own thing. They're not a piss take as, as such, but it's, um, yeah, it's crazy good stuff. I'll see if I can share sound and then we'll play some Mastodon as well. Uh, um, I got a sound. fact while you're sorting that out. Yep. Stephen King didn't tell his kids' bedtime stories. He made them tell him stories. Yeah, no oh. shit, because he ran out of ideas years ago. He's <laughs> like, kids, please tell me something. I need something. That must, something. Be the, that must be where Christine comes from. Dad, there's this car that's got a ghost in it. <laughs> got it. He's, he's like, just jotting that shit down. And he's like, no, Dad, no, Dad, I was joking. It's a terrible idea. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, Dragon Force. Yeah, nice. So you got, yeah, this is, you know, proper Iron Maiden kind of stuff. I'll skip forward a bit. Yeah, cool. Very um, Iron Maiden. Listen to that double kick. It's kind of like Eurovision metal. <laughs> yeah, that is very Eurovision. This could Definitely. Be Eurovision song, 100%. But they're great. I like it. it. 
Yeah, perfect, perfect walking down the street music. Check it out, Dragon Force. And what was you uh, mastered on? Mastered on, yeah. But I've just had it on a thing, so I couldn't give you a specific album. Oh, that's right. I've got. Oh, Carl's not interested in labels, albums, song titles. I think wants I to, all he wants is to be lost in the music. They're not. Uh, is that them, Mastodon? They're not. On no, no. It's, you spelt it wrong. I think it's mast. I think it's just an A instead of the ER in the middle. Oh, okay. Do, do, Come do, on, mate. Do, do, do. Come do, on, do, do. Oh, there it is. like the bloody is... dinosaur. Mastodon. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here we are. I'm just going to play the top one. All right. 30 million. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I feel like it's going to kick in with. Oh. Nice. Nice. A bit helmet-esque oh, as well. We need a theme yeah. song from you. Oh, wait, here's the vocals. So it's kind of split the difference, really, hasn't it? It's kind of just... Yeah. That's pretty screamy. I'd still call that like... Oh, uh, it's not. It's, it's not it's like... Dialed, it's dialed down. Yeah. But, it's just on yeah, that it's edge. Got, it's, like a, it's a compromise. It's a compromise. Yeah, I hear it now, yeah. It's a different song. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's heading cool. more into Metallica, Metallica yeah. territory. Yeah. So it's it kind of the, yeah they kind of move around the map a bit in terms of yeah. which is good because it's like listening to three bands at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need a theme song from you, Carl, in the style of Mastodon. Oh. A Mastodon esque theme song from Kmart. We've Connell. got. We've Who got was it? Mim Mim did a Mim, metal that's one right. for us. Mim Carville, yeah, did yeah. like a metal one. Yeah, in yeah, fact, cool. I'll put it at the start of this episode so people oh, would be primed. So you've heard idea. our metal one. Uh, as well, Mim did a great mm-hmm. job. You got any facts? Absolutely. Um, do I have any facts? Yes, uh, but I'm not going to tell them to you. No, uh, John Williams lost yeah. at the 50th Academy Awards uh, his Close Encounters theme song, but he lost to himself with the Star Wars theme song. <laughs> that makes sense. So he was he was happy either way. He was a loser yes. and a winner. Also He's- the. The theme song from Third Encounters is just do 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 do. Third Encounters, close Encounters of the Third Kind. I was just trying to do quick. Close Kind. That's the porn version. That's the hip version. That's Carl's hipster version. Threesome Encounters of a Porn Kind. Was the 1970s the greatest decade for cinema? Discuss. Oh, I don't uh, no. know. I mean, it was pre kind of massive studio system, I guess. There's that kind of transition, I guess, into massive studio. But I don't know. No, my, none of my favourite movies are 70s movies. But, it's amazing. There, but there, are, there is amazing cinema. Like, Yeah. Like yeah. The, the stories that got told, the way they got told, mm. that like you don't, you don't see anything like that anymore, do you? Or it's the people who made it. Then oh, it's independent, it now. yeah. Like Scorsese, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, just keep keep going back to that thing and re- redoing it slightly differently. Yeah, I was thinking about it yesterday. I mean, in terms of in- innovation, in terms of storytelling, in terms of breaking the studio system from what it was, uh, in terms of planting the seeds nah, for was, films was, that get made now. It was pretty indulgent, I reckon. It, 
and but they were they were allowing themselves to be a bit more indulgent and they celebrated that which was fine and i think a lot of good films were made but i don't know if the, any of them d- dated well right like, i think we appreciate 70s films because we're from that time and we were raised in that era where that's that I, I guess that pace of filmmaking made sense, but I don't reckon you can show new generations many 70s films that they're going to be like, that's a great film, whereas you can mm. show them like Singing in the Rain and they'll be like, oh, that's awesome because right. yeah. there's more to it than just, whereas the style and pace of a lot of 70s films is from its time and place and I don't know if it transfers through the generations. I don't know if right. they yeah, I don't, I don't know if they age well. I would say that that style of film probably went more into TV like where you can take your time and tell slower stories and right. the pace was slower. I, and I think you can do that more in TV because you're world building sort of more in a TV show. But so I think, of- I think movies started getting faster and louder and bigger and all that sort of stuff. Right, right. But in, ter- yeah. in terms of like, I mean, you had your first blockbusters in the 70s, you had Star Wars, you had Jaws. Um, you know, those sort of mm. things you had, and then you had your auteur films like your Godfathers and, and. But that, I reckon that's more to do with the industry around cinema was exploding at the time. So there was malls with huge cinema complexes that had right. just started to, you know what mm. I mean? Whereas it, there hadn't, there weren't huge blockbusters because there wasn't the capacity for huge blockbusters before then. Whereas the ability to to reach a massive audience was really exploding in that time. I think more because there was, you know, there used to be drive-ins and 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 movie houses and stuff. But I think it was getting much more industrialized in the seventies to the point where you could make a shit ton of, you know, just like a lot of, yeah, you could have blockbusters. Yeah, and so that begs the follow-up question: What was the best decade for film? The thirties. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could say you could make an argument for every decade, probably. Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there that are specialising in, you know, 1940s. Carl, this cinema. isn't a fucking millennium give everyone a fucking medal thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't want to give every decade a medal, Carl. I think it depends. I'm asking, on- I've got a podium. I want to sit one decade on top of it. It depends on, it depends on what, what era you grew up in. Like, it yeah, depends, like, definitely. And, yeah, so, so subjective. Have a different, yeah, it's very subjective. Um, and I think every decade has great films and shit films. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah. And I don't know if any of the great films are greater than in, in one decade than the other. They're just, it, it, it fully depends on what era you grew up in. Like, there's no way someone who was born in the 2000s is going to think that a, a 70s film is better than a 90s film, for instance. It's better than High School Musical too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also cinema's not a patch on what it used to be because well, that's, that's what okay, I'm Because it's, it's all on TV. Well, I don't think anyone's going to go, you know, the, the 2010s is the best thing of cinema. Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't you think could, you're getting... You could, you could say what's the, oh, best, what's the best decade for TV. Now. Yeah. Like to- like because all the stuff because the cinema's in is on TV now like it's I just think, shifted. No, I think there's still awesome films being made. There are, but it's also not. It's it's. I think it's just shifted to the tally. A lot yeah, of that stuff. That here, and stuff. Anyone here? Tom Cruise's outbreak uh, today. No. <laughs> the news. 
Uh, he just, uh, like, it was like a three-minute recording of him flipping his fucking lid because they wanted to shut down um, the new Mission Impossible film because of COVID. And, <laughs> um, and, and look, he flips out, but his arguments are good. He's like, I'm employing people. Like, these people are going to lose their houses if they don't have a job. Like, it is like, right. but he's yelling it. Like, just, like, he's the worst out, <laughs> like, like any character he's ever played times a million. Like, he's just completely full of rage, like, yelling it at, at, the crew, I think, um, it was, but it was recorded and it got leaked today. Check it out somewhere. But it's it's like part of you is like, I see what you're going on about here, Tom, but you could probably deliver this in a better way. <laughs> he's just, yeah, it's insane. I think he's just hopped up on like crazy painkillers and stuff because he's he's like what is he seventy five now and insisting that he does all his own stunts still. <laughs> he's just he's just a broken man. He's just on- chanting it. Yeah, he's just <laughs> off his head on painkillers, on opiates yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was just thinking about that yesterday. I was thinking, was was the seventies the greatest decade in film? Speaking of greatest, I watched. I finished Game of Thrones. Yeah, hey. so I've done it. I finished the You've whole thing. It. It's one it. of. I think it's one of the greatest shows of, on of any era ever. I agree. I also and I haven't read anything because I didn't want to get poisoned by the hate, but I get. The hate, like, you know, it's like they it should have gone for 10 seasons instead, instead of eight seasons and yeah, shortened like, seasons. Like the turns they took, if they developed that out like they did with everything else over yeah. 10 seasons, it would make a lot more sense and not as much rage. And Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, think they got can. ahead. They got ahead of the story, I think, because he writes so slowly. So I think they got a bit lost. Yeah, oh, and, they, yeah they, they got ahead of George ages ago. Like, right. And so I think they just, and then there was stuff about them going, given like a three picture Disney deal with, for a new Star Wars IP. Yeah. It's fallen through now. I think they walked away. Right. And I think yeah. now, because the last thing I heard is they're developing a $200 million thing for Netflix, like a sci fi right. thing. Hmm. Um, but I think that was also the deal that they offered Rian Johnson, who did the second Star Wars movie and yeah. like Looper and, um, you know, yeah, Knives yeah. Out and stuff. Um, and then I think they pulled that from him because everyone hated so hard on the second <laughs> on Star the Wars last Jedi. Oh, I liked it. I liked yeah, it too. I liked it, as well. it was just that one storyline that was yeah, fucked. The, the casino storyline. Two thirds of that film is great. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But is that what the hate is about that film? Just that that storyline, or is there more hate for it? Because some of it, I think you said, Rick, it's like some of the best Star Wars stuff ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gripped, yeah. gripped. Yeah. So I yeah, I just. So yeah, it was so Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was, so I can kind of forgive the thing because it's such a crazy story, and it's because it's like a whole world. I was trying to yeah. think of why it's so different to other things. Like in other shows, it's like you know, like Grey's Anatomy is about Meredith Grey, and Buffy's about Buffy and stuff. But in Game of Thrones, it's oh, not about-, about Buffy. All right, she makes sure it's about Buffy. It's always <laughs> about Buffy. <laughs> but it's but Game of Thrones isn't like that. It's about it's it's about Westeros where it's set and all yeah. the different people in there, but it's about the world. So that's like at the start of the first season, if anyone hasn't seen it, spoilers, like when Ned Stark dies, the oh, story what? keeps going. <laughs> like the story Yeah. Whenever the story moves forward and that happens throughout the whole thing. But I think towards the end, it's stopped when they lose the story and George RR's behind where they are and stuff, it it switches to more of a kind of traditional focusing on the characters. And yeah. that's when it gets a bit weird, I think, as well. But also, I don't know how you tie up 
eight seasons of that massive world yeah. as well. And there's so, a prequel yeah, yeah. coming for that as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it's a, based a, on one of his books as well. So that's- Star Wars just announced a whole bunch of new shows uh, for Disney Plus, which is awesome. Cool. Uh, as well, yeah, another couple they, of except they've cast Hayden Christensen as yeah, um, Darth yeah. Vader. <laughs> I reckon I'm so, uh, I'm giving him I'm his this is going to be his redemption. This is I'm, it. I'm all in. I'm all in on Hayden Christensen. He's I think had he's 20 gonna, years to get acting lessons, guys. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, Hayden he's, Christensen. I, and on. he won't have to deal with George Lucas's scripts as well, which were just fucking awful. And That's yeah, true. yeah. And he should have actual true darkness in him now from what happened. <laughs> Like he has absorbed so much of the world's hate towards him that surely he's just a dark soul waiting. I mean, they haven't confirmed. They haven't confirmed you and McGregor because there's a series called Obi Wan, and it's uh, and that's what uh, Christensen signed on for. So right, they're going to sign on you and McGregor as well. Oh, they'd have to. And uh, and and because he's done, he did Fargo. He's done TV before now. Yeah, yeah, and he's also one of the only. Um, people that came out of that unscathed yeah yeah like everyone liked obi-wan like his, his obi-wan was great and everyone liked it yeah there's not uh, a lot that came out of that that was unscathed and then there's uh there's andor which is one of the characters from rogue one uh uh so the oh character i thought that who, was a planet isn't that a planet no Andor. that's oh, Andor okay. from return of the jedi <laughs> is there which another is a moon. planet it's technically a moon no alderaan Alderaan, Alderaan is okay. Blown up in Star Wars. Spoilers. So I'm mashing those two planets together, yeah. or what, or possibly yeah. a moon. Andor okay. is the, is. Have you seen Rogue One, Carl? Yeah, 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 yeah. Andor's the 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 Han Solo of that. He's the the European. Oh, cool. kind of, yeah, uh, right. Roguish um, character who's, cool. who's on the beach with her at the end there. Yeah, um, right. So uh, this tells his tales of uh, of kind of uh, around then, just before Star Wars, the OG Star Wars. Oh, era, which is different to the Mandalorian era, and Ahsoka's getting her own show too. Oh, cool! She was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. so happy that it was her as well. Yeah. Have you seen it, Rick? Uh, what Mandalorian. Mandalorian? Like, are you up to date on the Mandalorian? I've or? just started this uh, season two. So oh, yeah. okay, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, I won't great. say anything else then about it. Um, mm-hmm. We went back. I've gone back with Alexandra and Miria to watch Mandalorian the first season because I yep. watched it by myself. Um, Alexander thinks it's the greatest thing he's ever seen because yeah. it's right it's right on that cusp of is this too violent for him? Like, yeah. but he's like, oh, this is awesome. And then Miriam's like, yeah, this is good and stuff. And then the first time Baby Yoda appears, they both are like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> well, they're like, gonna oh have a fun God. time. Yeah. Oh, it is. I can't get over how cute that puppet is. Just drives me nuts. Like, it's just like, how did you design something? It's just like, I'm just turned into water. <laughs> I want to love him and hold him. So um, is that Mandalorian. It's a great series. Yeah, oh, fantastic. So, so uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, it, based on the strength of the Mandalorian and David Filoni's um, and uh, um, John Favreau's stewardship, I'm really looking forward to this new batch of, of content as well, which is great. Mm. It feels it feels like it, Star Wars has found a, a, a good path now, you know. Um, and there's three new movies being um, uh, been announced as well. So um, who's take? Because this is the one that's obviously it's the first one that uh, the two different. Y- yeah, teams the first movie are- I read about, I didn't read about all the movies. The only one I, I recall reading about was uh, one called Rogue Squadron, which is uh, set in like the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's directed by Patty, what's her name, who did one Jenkins. Of yeah, yeah. 
Oh, sweet. Yeah. So she's got the reins for the next movie. She did the thing with Christopher Pine, which was, I think, maybe last year or the year before, like one of my favorite shows, like on, I think it was on Stan. I can't remember what it's called. But it, yeah, she's fucking awesome. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to nerd you out with Star Wars stuff. <laughs> no, that's all <laughs> oh, good. Just, but yeah, so uh, I mean, there's, 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 I mean, it's, it's, and oh, I, I think I shared with you guys, people should check it out. The preview for Nobody, if you haven't seen it, head over to YouTube. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm on board 100%. Yeah. It's the, one of the co directors of the OG John Wick film. I'm speculating that it is in the John Wick universe. Um, it would make sense. And It'd be uh, cool. yeah, so, and it's got, uh, what's his face from um, Better Call Soul in it? Um, Odenkirk Bob Odenkirk and it Um, looks so fucking good (laughs) it looks like just a retelling of the John Wick story just slight tweaks um, and why not yeah yeah, it, ain't broke. it looks it looks great so yeah if you haven't seen the preview for nobody go and google it I watched half of it and I'm like no no that's enough (laughs) I want to see it it's fine don't need to see the rest of that yeah yeah Yeah, it's cracking literally cracking skulls (laughs) it looks great Oh, and just one more thing I've been watching. Um, the Dark his dark Materials. Oh, uh, yeah. I started watching that as well. Fucking great. And yeah. it's got the author, because they made The Golden Compass like in 2007. Mm-hmm. It was one of those movies that it killed a, it killed like New Line Cinema yeah. because of the budget and they took the director off it and put a new one on and then took him off and put the original. Like it was just a mess. So they've well got the, the authors on board and he's, you know, helping out. He's the exec producer on it and stuff. And it's like really true to the book this time and, it's fucking great. It's I Jude, love those books. Jude Law in the first series and then Lin-Manuel? No, Lin-Manuel's in this. He's Lee Scoresby. Right. Uh, I, Jude Law might come into it, but the Who was in Daniel the first? Craig I've watched role. the first episode. Who was the actor? There's like a big name. Was it Jude Law? Or? No, no, no. It's, it's oh, now I've lost his James name. James McAvoy? James, James McAvoy. McAvoy. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was mixing up faces. Yeah, James so McAvoy. So he's Lord Asriel. I yeah. love those books. They're three of my favorite. It's like three of my the, favorite yeah. books of all yeah. time. Yeah. Um, Esther, Esther's watching it. Um, that's her series that she's watching at the moment because there's no, nice. no more Doctor Who to watch. Yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to keep up with them, but they're they're powering ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they started those the kids. second season, I think. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. It's like I, I watch, I, I, that's happened to me a couple of times. I started watching something with the girls, and then I'm like, all right, let's watch the second episode. They're like, I'm done, we're done. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, Alexander does that to me. We've had series, and then the newest version of that series comes out, and I'm like, and he's like, Dad, like, yes, and then he's like, oh, I, I just I finished that series, yeah. Uh, some new song exploders have just landed on Netflix. Great, great ah, documentary cool. if you're interested. Um, the the podcast is something I listen to uh, uh, as well. It's in my rotation, uh, yeah, so I it's love really it. nice to to see it on Netflix. It's great. Um, it's basically the same thing, but it, it's done really, really well. So the new season has uh, Nine Inch Nails. Um, and, oh, cool. Uh, Dua Lipa, and I can't remember who else. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's great. All right, that brings us to the end of our time for this podcast. Look at that. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, uh, everyone. Thanks, Carl uh, and for our uh, our presence. Yeah. Um, they will go to good use. And uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with a Christmas Eve podcast. Really? Uh, is that next, next, yeah, next Thursday's Thursday is Christmas Eve? Yeah. Holy oh, shit. 
Uh, so do we do what that? Do is, do for this miss, for Merry Thismas. Merry Thismas. Is that no, when we do our do lists or is that? No, no that's, that's New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, yeah. New yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, we'll see you for a Christmas Eve uh, podcast. I think uh, it's just the normal and we talk yeah. about what we're going to do for Christmas. And yeah, then the yeah. next episode is what we did on Christmas. And <laughs> did they marry up? And Yeah. Oh, it's the next one, the cricket one. Oh, <laughs> is, was that normally Boxing Day? Yeah, it was yeah. the Boxing Day one. We've done that the last few years, like just recorded ourselves at the cricket. Yeah. Oh, Rick Brown. Oh, shut up. What are we going to do? Shut up. Just jet down. Jet down for just like a session. (laughs) Just to fly back down and up in a day. (laughs) A helicopter, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Surely Channing Tatum has a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Just hit him up. He's at the premiere. I'll hit him up. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure you wear your best duds. (laughs) Chickas for your opening RB. Yeah, how um, do we make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Come on, Sydney, don't <laughs> shut down now. Don't yeah. shut down now. Just bring I'm that show to Melbourne. Melbourne. I'm back to wearing a mask everywhere I go. As soon as there's community transmission, I'm, I'm like, mask, because I, I don't want to be the one that brings the production down. I, I can't be. <laughs> you got some Christmas lights up in the background there around your artwork. Oh, RB. yeah, yeah. Did you just put them up? There. I've got a Christmas tree on my fridge. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Excellent. You can put your Christmas lights on. Just leave them up afterwards and then pretend you're in a Vietnam film, like hunkered down. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Groovers. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay, bye. See ya. Crack my walnuts, hooly doolies.